this is a trend that will go away if we make it go away. Like um, Tanzania and Senegal, Mozambique, they're really emerging hotspots. Namibia is kind of one of the best places to go post um, COVID in the new world. Um, Rwanda with their exceptional office offering like proper North star goals. Um, mm-hmm. some of the way that they operate. Um, so yeah, we just need to unlock that properly. Um, yeah. but in order to unlock it, we need to operate cleverly and don't chase the West. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. If this is your first time listening, my mother called me Adrian and you're now tuning in to the sound of Accra. This is the show where we chat with colourful creatives and entrepreneurs from a Ghanaian background, all with a special interest to the city, bringing you one step closer to Accra, wherever you are, really just promoting global Ghanaian excellence to the world. This is your one-stop shop for this as far as the podcast is concerned today in the hot seat we have Cece uh, who is a passionate traveler Uh, she's also a storyteller and is involved in the travel industry Um, we're going to be talking a whole lot about Afro-tourism about diversity and about travel make sure you've got your notepad for this you're going to learn a lot about what's happening in the travel industry and and a lot about what you could do about africa okay now for all the show notes you can go to the sound of go on there get the show notes hit hit the uh the resources button go to show notes and get your show notes for the show okay now without further ado i'm gonna get into the show and i'll catch you on the other side take care god bless hey there everyone um i would like to introduce cecilia to the show uh, cecilia J. Cece, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, I'm keeping good, keeping great. Summer's here, um, really is. warm. <laughs> uh, travel bans are being lifted, so kind of happy. I'm, I'm thinking of heading off offshore to, to Jersey and Spain to see some friends, so I'm kind nice. of happy, actually. We could nice. actually save, summer could actually be saved, who knows? summer is here summer the whole idea of saving not a thing guys um <laughs> i'm not down for whole cancelling 2020 no 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 everything's a lesson needs to be learned we push we move and that's there will it. be travel no whether it's it. domestic or international there will be travel that's it so just in case you guys didn't know cc is the global brand partnerships manager at visit britain um cc cecilia has also worked with some of the world's biggest brands across various sectors including the premier league universal students hear this as well google vice facebook lad bible snapchat if i continue to re- read the whole list i'll I think we'll be here all day i mean she's worked with some juggernaut FTSE 500 some leading brands in the industry um she's also got a unique ability to connect brands seeing the vision and the value early on results in successful partnerships and ongoing relationships so guys if you've tuned in please stay here and do not go anywhere you're in for a treat uh, cecilia also works to support black owned businesses and entrepreneurs so i'm sure you're going to learn a l- little bit more about that in the show great so cc um, I don't know if you could perhaps maybe share a little bit about your background to the audience, just to let them, let them know, apart from what I've shared, um, a bit more about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, hi, everyone. I am Cecilia Ajay. Um, mm. Everyone calls me Cece, so feel free to. I am a traveller, <laughs> a sister, a friend. Um, I love to dance and I'm obsessed with tropical fruits. That's kind of the um, <laughs> the fun intro that I do. Um, but as you mentioned, yeah. yes, I manage global brand partnerships across Visit Britain. Mm-hmm. and also visit England. Um, yeah. I also um, provide consultancy services um, for tourism boards and minority-owned um, businesses. So predominantly Black-owned mm-hmm. at the moment. And, um, yeah, services around marketing, strategy, branding, partnerships. Um, wow. Also dabbling a bit of public speaking. So in a nutshell, really? that's me. <laughs> You're definitely a busy bee, and you still manage to speak <laughs> You still managed to squeeze in a little bit of public speaking, which is quite impressive. <laughs> That's quite that is quite a resume, CC. Well done. Thank um, you. Before we go in any further, actually, what's what's your favorite tropical fruit? I love me some pineapple sometimes, some mangoes. What about mango? You? 
Mango. Hey, mango person. Mango. I'm a mango hey, person. Like hey, I've literally hey, got hey, three hey. in the Sorry. fruit basket at the moment, but obviously because we're in the UK, you have to settle and make do with what we have. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same. It's That's not. Ghana, man. Yeah. Oof. I'm I'm missing Ghana just going up to the coconut man, just cutting me a nice little coconut, handing oh. it over to me, just drinking it. It's nothing just, beats that. I love it. And I used to have it every almost every single morning, you know. Literally, coconut and mango or uh-huh. coconut and papaya or both mm. was just an easy breakfast for me. Oh my gosh, Ghana, how I miss mm. you. <laughs> Ghana. I know, right? Oh. I know, right? I'm, I heard the news of someone was trying to write. I, I'm not quite sure what the 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 travel border restrictions right now are in Accra, but mm. I think someone was trying to write the president a letter saying that they should keep the borders closed to August. I was like, what? I mean, mm, it's a we, I'm sure we'll come to this conversation in a bit, but mm, I, yeah. you can understand why. Yeah. I'm sure you can. If we mm. just take the year of return, for example, and the amount of tourists that flocked to Ghana from various different countries around the, the world, yeah. um, there was an, an enormous amount of people in Ghana mm. during Christmas. Yeah. Now, as that's forecasted, yeah. kind of see a bit of a repeat with the Beyond the Return initiative and people just yeah. on it, just on it from the bug of um, the year of return, those that missed out that want to go this year, those that want to go mm-hmm. back, etc. You can kind yeah. of understand why people are being a bit cautious. Now, yeah. some might think, oh, that's not until Christmas, but mm-hmm. August is summer holidays. So it's a great time yeah. to go for many, many families. Um, yeah. So I can understand why if you live in the country or you have, you know, a great respect for what or to, to try and deter actually I should say um <laughs> a second wave in Ghana yeah, yeah I can understand yeah. why um mm. you know on one hand I'm like borders should be closed on the other hand I'm like <laughs> open them up I need a holiday <laughs> so <laughs> I feel you on yeah. that it's, it's a tough call to make because at mm-hmm. the same time I mean I think uh, the death rate is slightly going up um, yes. But it, at the same time, the economy is is not as strong as some of the Western uh, countries out there. So it's it's a tough call for the, um, the government to make out there. But um, hopefully, you know, we will see how we go on. But yeah, right. and we will touch on we will touch upon a little bit about COVID later on in the podcast. Um, yeah. Cecilia, before we tuck in into in, into the into the body of of art of this podcast, uh, could you mm-hmm. kind of explain to the audience um, a little bit about? visit Britain and visit England because you mentioned that just so that you can get an idea because uh, I know England and Britain is not really you know it's not really a uh, glamorous kind of tourist attraction but obviously visit Britain <laughs> visit England you know yeah. it's uh, it, it's it, it's it, it clearly sc- screams out tourism so could you just share a little bit sure. about what what that's all about yeah, absolutely. So Visit Britain is the national tourism um, agency responsible for um, international tourism receipts and um, promoting Britain to the world. Mm. And Visit England is the strategic partner of um, Visit Britain, one of the strategic partners. They also include Visit Wales, um, Visit Scotland, oh. London and Partners. And okay. they have respective responsibilities um, that vary across the board. But for Visit England, it's specific um, to domestic travel and encouraging people to um, travel around the country and bring, obviously, um, a return on investment um, mm-hmm. to the country. Mm-hmm. So that's us in a nutshell, tourism. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting because um, in this period, you're going to notice a lot of people are going to spend a lot more time traveling within England and Britain because of the whole pandemic right now. So it's, it's quite interesting to kind of have you on at this time on, on, on the show to, to kind of talk about this, but at, at the same time, yeah. um, you know, you know how you mentioned visit Britain and visit England is it a little bit like, you know, those banners, you know, when you're on the tube or maybe you're out on the underground, you're waiting for a train, for example, and you see like all of these different ads, like visit, um, visit Bali or visit Las Vegas. Is it a little bit like that? You know how they have those different campaigns? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah, an yeah. easy way to kind of explain it. Yeah. It's the mm. promotional arm for the to- Yeah. For the country to promote their tourism offering. Um, mm. I always see incredible India. So I always see India's one um, on the underground. 
Yeah. Underground is such a distant memory. <laughs> but I always see theirs and I'm like, well, they've got some some budgets because they're they do digital out of home, they do um some influencer stuff I'm always seeing. So um the UK is definitely a big target market for India and you can see that just through um the channels that they use. And yeah. um for visit Britain with my visit Britain hat on, I never get to see the work that I do um <laughs> live because it's all overseas so if you were in paris you'd see it if you're in new york you'd oh. see it um if you were watching espn you'd see the campaign we're running um mm. uh so yeah it's all the strategy happens here or all, all the planning um and then the execution and delivery um to the audience the target audience is overseas and mm. i've only been at visit england on the visit england side for a few years so i've only really had that exposure to seeing my my work come to fruit, um, <laughs> but managed to bring in some really exciting um, partnerships and campaigns um, to, to the forefront of Visit England to diversify the story. Because yeah, um, yeah. I, I, before I even worked um, across kind of both arms, I was a bit like, hmm, black people traveling in the UK. <laughs> I've never seen that's it's never been advertised to me kind of thing <laughs> and if it wasn't for my passion for the industry I don't know if I would have landed in um the, the nationals um the tourism boards here but mm. it's been really interesting to be able to bring some challenger brands into the conversation so you mentioned Lad Bible um Boiler Room did a campaign with them nice. uh, which is very like outlandish for visit England <laughs> but <laughs> no. shake the table you know <laughs> yeah I mean it works I mean these people I mean they've got numbers they've got huge yeah. followings so why not take the punt and you know work with some of these brands who yeah. still you know command a huge audience so no I mean you've got to try different things don't you you have to and that's the thing mm. I think in the last what has it been two years England visit England I think um two and a bit years um mm. I've definitely wanted to do that and to try different things um because previously it's been very samey and um that mm. doesn't that doesn't do anything for anybody it doesn't do anything for the brand it doesn't do anything for the economy it doesn't do anything yeah. for um consumer confidence it doesn't do anything for diversity it doesn't do anything for um product or product knowledge it, there's so many things that it works against so baby mm. steps but definitely encouraging new ways of thinking and new brands to help to encourage that definitely definitely okay let's uh, let's uh let's move on to the next segment of the show cc thanks for um unwrapping that um now i know you're quite a travel uh i know you're quite a travel enthusiast um i know, <laughs> I know you have the travel book um just just like me but maybe a little bit more than me i mean i was going through your you know your instagram and i've seen so many countries that you've been to i mean honestly mm-hmm. i think you've uh covered more parts of the world than i have i mean korea uh korea gonna mm. go to africa america los angeles yeah. um well, i don't even know which one to start but <laughs> how, how did you actually i mean how did you kind of um what was the turning point for you in your life in terms of like you just because obviously you work and travel so it just shows yeah. how much you love travel what was the turning point for you when you kind of decided okay look i think travel is my passion you know i want to eat sleep breathe travel i want to work in travel i want to travel as much as I can like holiday helper who's in the last podcast and all this kind of stuff yeah. um where, where did that all come from you know I know it came mine came from my mom whatever where did yours come from I'm curious to know well it, the travel bug definitely came from my mom the mm-hmm. working in tourism came from my sister so I'll talk mm-hmm. about that first quite quickly um <laughs> university yeah going to university I'm from okay. East London yeah. so planning hey. where I was gonna go I was like oh fine you know, it's the next thing to do. We'll go to university. Cool. Um, didn't know what I was going to do. Didn't know where I was going to go. Talking to yeah, my older yeah. sister um, one day and she was just like, you're such an inquisitive kind of person. Like you're always quite curious and always wanting to know or go somewhere. Like I'm the, I was the kid that would just be like, what are we doing this Saturday? <laughs> and like, <laughs> are we going to the park? Are we going to this one's house? Are we going to this? And yeah, always yeah. out and about kind of thing Outgoing. so yeah, my sister yeah. was like look for a course that kind of um has some of those qualities in it and so we were talking and blah 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 and she was like what about travel and I was like yeah but I kind of don't want to do a b-tech in travel and tourism because I could do that at Brook House <laughs> like I could do that down the road at college she was like no yeah, no look yeah. at it properly so did loads of research um 
and a few universities came up. I ended up going to the University of Surrey, which is number one rated for tourism um, in the UK. Uh, so, yes. <laughs> Accolades. Accolades. Um, so I ended up in tourism management there and studying Spanish alongside that, um, which was really, really cool. And then after that, I went to live in Latin America um, because I wanted to enhance wow. my knowledge of Spanish on the ground. Oh, sorry, mm. wait. Actually, during uni, I went to live in Valencia, um, mm. study Spanish, again, in, in the country, because I read a stat. I read a stat that said kind of after the age of 14, yeah. you're less likely to be able to be fluent in a language. And I was like, no, 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 no. I want to be fluent in this. Wow. Um, so, yeah, went out Powerful. to Spain, came back, graduated, then went out to Latin America, um, was mm. based in kind of Argentina, and then traveling from there. Then um, spent some time in Brazil, again, traveling around and wow. then um, picking up languages along the way um, mm. and perfecting, well, perfecting is a bit of a strong word, but like honing them um, as yeah. I went on. Um, mm. And living abroad is such a beautiful experience. If anyone's got a chance to do it, I'd 100% take it and I'd definitely, definitely do it again. Um, I'm just kind of looking for the right opportunity, to be honest. Um, okay. And wow. yes, yeah, so I came back and then um looked for a job in tourism. I was already doing some bits out there um in Latam and then fell into kind of visit Britain. But the travel bug, um, to answer your question, really came from my mum. Mm. Um she used to take us to Ghana all the time. Shout out to the mums <laughs> and their kids to Ghana from young. Um yeah. and <laughs> It was amazing you know it was at the time you're just a bit like oh but I don't want to stay at home and visit an uncle that I don't know and an <laughs> uncle that I don't know again and actually all that time you were soaking it up soaking it up um and then yeah I think it just started from there there was a massive gap there was a massive gap at one stage um which I, I don't remember why um mm -hmm. to be honest but then I kind of, you know, reignited that fire at uni mm. and it started then again from university just all the time. Um, and then falling into the industry and being able to travel for work, but also for play. Yeah. yeah. It's just been mad. It, it's, it's, it's me. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can really hear, I can really hear in your voice, uh, your passion, <laughs> you're just passionate about travel and, you know, it. I think you've been able to strike a good balance. I mean, I think you really used your um, your earlier years very well. Obviously, you picked up those languages. Obviously, you threw up that stat that you know if you're if you're above the age of fourteen, it's harder to learn a language. And you've obviously you've gone on and picked up Spanish, Portuguese, and yeah, yeah. and obviously even Korean. You know what I mean? So, yes. which is fantastic. Um, and and in terms of tree, did you um pick up? from your mum or did you just pick yeah. up by like, going to Ghana you picked no, up no by hello high water everyone speaking tree like it's not a thing like <laughs> <laughs> this woman my mum did not speak English to us to this day even wow. you know um, and really? again another beautiful beautiful thing to be able to, mm. to hear another tongue um at home day in and day out and bless her she's always tried to teach us air properly but no way, I've no just way. never ever caught it it's so sad um <laughs> yeah I can understand a little bit of it but Nah, yeah. bro, it's it's a it's a tricky one. It's tough because <laughs> right? it we you know you know you have like tree you know tree and fanti are a little bit similar. I mean you got you got equi up in Misanti tree and then you got fanti. Yeah, they're all kind of similar. But then when you go to like Ewe and then you go up north, the languages they do vary quite a bit, so it gets harder, <laughs> you know, to pick them yeah. up. Um, Guarantee, yeah, and I then pick you up have. Russian you pick up Russia quicker than Russian quicker than uh, I think so yeah <laughs> is that your next target <laughs> oh my gosh no. Russian you said Russia I can't believe that um, <laughs> but, but yeah but listen look kudos to you Spanish Portuguese tree Korean English I, I mean I think um I think you're I think you're made for a travel career <laughs> a, tra a travel oriented career i think you're made for it um i don't know what your plans are next but i'm really excited to, to see what your next five moves are going to be uh, oh, just having this just just having this arsenal of, of languages under your belt i mean what's so what's what's been the what's been your your favorite place to, to visit so far it's never a fair question so i'm <laughs> never gonna answer it like that i'm gonna say that's, that's strange favorite... clark's holiday help at that and he couldn't answer that question as well 
<laughs> yeah, because there's too many places, man. Like yeah. everything's so good for so many different things. I'm obsessed with the continent. So yeah, like Uganda, what? Come and see nightlife, Uganda. <laughs> Whoa, no. So then I can tick that box. And then yeah. like just road trips in, in, in Ghana, like traveling across country tick that box and then you're going to Kenya and you're like no really the mixture of cultures this is a bit wild so it mm, favorite favorite I'm going to give you the one that sticks out because I was looking at a picture of it yesterday tell me one that sticks out go on yeah the Philippines Mm. that was special man the Philippines Mm. was insane island hopping first time diving deep sea was wicked um (laughs) just the people are so warm they're just so friendly um and the food the tropical fruits yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was amazing would would you really would you really class philippines as a tropical type of country uh yeah 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 it's got definitely tropical asian vibes yeah, I was going to say, would you mm. kind of compare it to like a Indonesia or Bali type type place, a Thailand type place? Is it one of those? Is it is it in that class, would you say, the Philippines? Because I was mm. thinking it's more kind of Japan kind of place, mm. Japan, China. I think you'd split it. You'd put Manila, the capital, in the same bucket as as the Japans. Mm. And then you put everything else in the, in the kind of Bali, Thailand um, okay. portfolio. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So it just depends where you go, kind of thing. Definitely, um, mm. but it's very, it's very, like it's straight cut down the middle. It's mm. tropical island beaches, um, that kind of thing, and then it's city, and there's there's kind of no in between. Yeah, I think our listeners are not happy because they're probably you know imagining these lovely exotic places you're describing, but they probably won't be able to visit anytime <laughs> soon. So it's not really <laughs> helping. <a> <laughs> Um, this imagery you're using is just amazing. I mean, you went see, you went, you went, you went, you went deep. Did you, did you go deep? Was it deep diving or just, yes, just, just it was, deep? Blues? It what was kind of animals crazy. Did you oh, every, <laughs> you know what, my biggest regret was not having a GoPro at the time. I didn't have an underwater camera. So oh. everything was in my heart, which is still great. Um, yeah. but whoa, it was insane. World War II, um, wreckage, like ships. Really? It was, I'm even like, I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it. Um, All the sea animals, seahorses, I thought they were like, oh, (laughs) turtles. um, Oh, mate. Underwater life was just, even the corals, like just to see and to be there. It's something that everyone should do. I was so scared. My God. I was like, am I doing this? Seriously, (laughs) am I doing this? And I was like, when am I going to come back to do it? So you might as well. It was my second to last day. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, let's just do it. See, like, just do it, do it, do it. Um, I went by myself. I was in the Philippines on a solo trip. Mm-hmm. And um, I just said to myself, just do it. And I did it. And I have no regrets. And it'd definitely be the one piece of advice that I'm giving to anyone that's going to the Philippines. I've heard Indonesia mm-hmm. is phenomenal as well um, mm-hmm. for diving. Um so I'd definitely go and do that there again. One life. <laughs> so in terms of like travel, like would you, would you recommend? Cause um, I gave Ark's holiday helper. I know, I know I keep bringing him into this, but <laughs> he's got like a, he's another travel kind of uh, enthusiast, but yeah. ask him what his recommendations was in terms of like, when you're traveling, like what would you recommend in terms of, in terms of making the most of, of, of your um, trips? And he was just saying, try and, you know, um, couple as many countries as you can together. So for example, you know, he would go to maybe Ghana or whatever, and then maybe try and, you know, get a, a indirect flight to South Africa and do a trip, whatever. Mm. So I mean, mm. what, what kind of recommendations would you do? You know, when you're going out to travel and you're, you're planning a trip, like maybe to make the most of that trip, w- would you say try and do experiences that you haven't really done before? Usually wouldn't do when you go in each time. Yeah. I would definitely say mm. make it memorable and whatever that means to you, it means to you. But to me, it's very much like do it now and enjoy it and just experience it. Go and live in a village um, that you would never go to um, or you'd never think to go to try something different. I did that in Uganda. It was just insane. Loved mm. it. Um, and 
have that experience. So go dive in for the first time. Um, go desert walking, sleeping on a canopy under the stars in Morocco, go and do these things, um, that you would never traditionally do like break, break the mold, you know, um, go off yeah. peace. It would definitely be my advice. I like the idea of clumping holidays together. Sometimes mm. on varying continents, it doesn't always work just because of financial barriers sometimes. Yeah. Um, but you could, I would say, think about where you are and where you can get to from where you are. You could do like, take Ghana, for example, let's stop going to just Accra, guys. Like <laughs> Thank uh, you. Even, even go to Kumasi, like, come on guys, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. one step at a time. And it's doable, you know, um, mm. go to Cape, go to Mole, go to the national park, like get out and see um, somewhere else that you wouldn't normally is what I would say. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I've told a lot of my listeners off, um, not don't just go to Accra, get out of Accra. And I'm sure some of my previous guests have done the same as well. So thank yeah. you for adding to that. And, um, yeah. So in, in terms of like the, in terms of your travel recommendations, I really appreciate it. Um, now going forward, obviously we have everything going on right now, COVID-19. How do you, um, uh, how are you, how are you approaching travel? now because of because of what's 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 going what's going on um so i'm not (laughs) immediately (laughs) um approaching travel i think um just on a personal there's a lot of things in my head that i'm not 100 percent confident about i.e traveling on on an airplane and uh the the air on a plane not really I'm not really there with how it's going to be (laughs) any cleaner than it is on a normal day. Um, And so there's little things like that. So I want to give it time. And I was talking to my friend the other day and I kind of compared it because she asked me the exact same thing. And I kind of compared it to when a new phone drops. Um, When a new phone is um, released, you don't want to be the first one to get it. You want it to overheat. You want Mm. to push out a new line. You want it to, um, you know, got curve in your pocket shout out to apple um like all of these <laughs> things right yeah. and then yeah. you get um get involved and get the phone that you want so i'm not stressed about um running onto a plane to go um i'm convincing myself that i'm not stressed i am very but i think it's better to be safer and just let the precautions that are going to be put in place let them be put in place wait a couple more weeks couple more months to to see that through before running before we can walk because there's there's a lot of work to do you know um i I agree the way that the pandemic seems to have just disappeared into thin air is very Mm -hmm. unusual um and so i just i'm just conscious that there's no need to rush yeah yeah that's some good advice. I mean, I know there's some kind of second wave in China right now, and I know mm. USA. I think that that's around the corner as well. So, um, if things could look like we could go back into some kind of lockdown soon. I mean, as we're speaking in June 2020, but um, let's see what happens. But yeah, sure. I do agree with you. Um, we don't know what's really going to happen. You just have to kind of like um, observe. And I really like that um, analogy you use. So for example, maybe when, when a new iPhone comes out, don't mm-hmm. be one of the first people to get it. Let people get it first. Let people react to it and then make a decision on what to do next. Um, so that's some pretty solid advice right there. Um, I mean, we saw it with Jamaica, didn't we? Recently, they opened their borders and mm-hmm. almost immediately they were hit with 14 new cases or something wow. like that can't remember the exact number but wow. um that was from you know neighboring neighboring country uh, i mean probably the usa to be fair um so not exactly where they came <laughs> from but um those kind of stories don't instill confidence in in my yeah just don't instill mm. confidence in me to go tomorrow you know yeah i guess travel's changed um it's changed for the long run because of what's happened yeah, definitely has. And actually you brought up Jamaica. Have you been to have you been to Jamaica? Is that on your on your to-do list? Okay, so the reason that I bring it up is because I'm actually not meant to be talking to you right now. I'm actually meant to be in Jamaica. <laughs> Are you um, kidding me? COVID, yeah. Oh, I'm gosh. in Jamaica, girls trip for all our birthdays this year. And oh, um I'm sorry. 
uh, it's all right. It's, do you know what? <laughs> we made peace with it. We, we made peace with it. We actually um, had a little celebration last week. So we made peace with it. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you get to go at some point soon. Jamaica is definitely um one of my is definitely on my to-do list. Um I think yeah. actually um for those that don't know, I believe if you have a Ghanaian passport, I think you know Ghanaians can go to Jamaica without a visa and vice versa. And South Africa as well. And South that. Africa as well. I think that's 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 another one as well. It's quite yeah. interesting. So um mm, that's such a shame, but anyway we move and hopefully things the clouds will clear up soon and you can get back in the skies before you know it exactly exactly <laughs> which is where you belong um, oh i do i actually do think that um yeah. i was reading something about delta airlines as well they are already talking about increasing the cap on the passengers that they're going to carry domestic domestically so okay. previously it, it would have been something um like every second seat would be filled now they're you know closing that gap up already so it's it's just interesting that things are changing quite quickly and kind of daily Mm. um so again just to reiterate i I think it's it's going to exercise our patience but it's better in the long run if we just pace ourselves a little bit Mm. yeah things are changing things are changing you know on on the, on all levels, it's, yeah. it's actually airlines taken uh, a big hit financially, and um, there's been a lot of uh, thinking that they've had to do to, to try and make things work. Um, yeah, it's 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 a tricky one. It's a tricky one. And and, and, and I, yeah, go on. Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, so I was just gonna say, I know you're involved in the in the travel industry. How do you how do you see things? Um, changing in 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 your area and um how well di- and how well diverse is 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 your is your sector that you're involved in in travel as well that'd be good to know actually um so things changing i can answer that one first things changing um last week at visit england launched the kind of know before you go and what to know and kind of things that you should be thinking and travel advice from a yeah. domestic point of view um mm. So already thinking of how to encourage um, people to move around the country with confidence, because we've done a lot of um, research, as a lot of brands have recently, and Mm -hmm. we're really finding that safety is still a massive concern. People are just concerned about safety. um, So we're really trying to encourage people to kind of think um, about what where they're going, what they need to take with them, you know, mm-hmm. the precautions, masks, um, hand sanitizers, um, booking attractions and before you go. Like it's not just going to be that you rock up to the zoo just because you're in the mood to go to the zoo and you buy your ticket there and you go yeah. in. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be a thing anymore. You're going to have to really book online and really think about these places that you're going to these gardens these um royal historic palaces all of these things um Mm. just so that they can cap the numbers again and that's some precautions that the industry is is taking Mm. and small steps like that to put in place to get everyone to a place of comfort and ease and safety you know that's the priority is really getting people um around moving around quite safely Mm. Um, and that, that came just after last week's announcement. So that it was beautifully timed, I think, and it's been something <laughs> we've been working on for a while. Mm. Um, so hopefully people will start to think about their, their responsibility to travel responsibly. So something that I think about this pandemic and this period is you've really got to be selfish with it. You've really got to think about how you are affecting someone else and how, you can make steps to not um, catch, (laughs) you know, um, to protect yourself, but also to protect others. And if you can do that and it starts from you and everyone else does that, then, you know, we're making positive steps together as opposed to things like Bournemouth last week, people going crazy, Liverpool winning the Prem, (laughs) unofficially going crazy. Um, Block parties, all of this stuff is really careless, I think. Yeah. especially whatever your opinions are of what the government has done and put in place or said or not said and the direction or the Mm -hmm. lack thereof, you've got to think about you. Why are you putting yourself in a position to feel vulnerable? Um, So 
the changes are being imposed and, and they're being put in place. Um, wow. which is quite, quite interesting. Um, I think diversity, you asked the question about diversity in the industry. It's mm-hmm. one that has always um, and is always front of mind for me. Um, I'll take you back to when I started at Visit Britain, when I decided that was the job I was going to go for, and I applied a hundred times. Really? applied so many times. They probably wow. just gave the job because they were bored of seeing my application. I admire persistence, though. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, I'm going to the top. So I was like, there's absolutely no way that you're not hiring me. Um, and then I went in. You did a car name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, you can, we, can, we can do this, like, but it's going to be an end result. And, you know, and look, here it is. Um, Five years later, I'm managing global brand partnerships. So um, I came in as an intern. Mm. And as soon as I got in, I realized very quickly that it was me, myself and I. And Mm. um, as a young black woman, what does this mean? And how do I shape what I want from this industry and pave the way, pave the way for others. Um, and a lot of it was hard. It was very, very hard to navigate that space. Um, that is structurally white, like everywhere you look from board level, C-suite everywhere, everywhere is, is white. (laughs) I can't even, um, shape it in any way, shape or form. Mm. Um, and so that was hard, right? Unpaid intern coming in like, yeah, I just got a degree I co- um, and I've lived abroad. I've got this experience. I'm ready to like, you know, shake tables, but I didn't even know what tables I could sit at. Cause I was mm, like, how, how can I, it was a very hard space to navigate. And um, when I left and then applied again, <laughs> again, after mm. the internship and came back in as a marketing exec, I I was confident enough to to see what I wanted and to see the route. Um, not necessarily understand how I was going to get there, but I could see that I needed to be somewhere and I needed to bring someone else in and someone else and someone else to kind of make this, um, in my opinion, right. <laughs> um, just because when you're in an, in an industry like travel yeah. and you're, yeah basically selling dreams, promoting a country that is multicultural and diverse, mm-hmm. that needs to be represented at every level. Mm. That's a and good point. it's not like the travel industry can't of all industry. I'm not trying to say like of all industries, it's better. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah. The travel industry can't be that way. And it has for too long. It can't because the world is diverse. The country, like you're trying to tell me that you're promoting, we're doing a campaign in Manchester yeah, or Liverpool and you're, yeah. or, or Birmingham. And you're trying to tell me that only one type of uh, race exists there. Well, that's not true. No, it's loads of so, Asians in those, those areas you just mentioned, as well as, a, exactly. as well as quite a number of blacks. Yeah. And I um, have definitely ruffled some feathers along the way in with my, my views, which... <clears throat> I don't know if my views are even like, they should be even categorized as my views. It's real life. Yeah. You know? So it's not just my views, but it's hard to, to have that voice when it's only, when there's only one of you, Mm. as loud as the voice as it may be, (laughs) it is still not an easy um, game to, to navigate or path to navigate, should I say. Um, So the, the, with the kind of resurfacing of the black lives matter um, movement following the, the, murder of George Floyd, it, it has shaken a lot of people in the industry into thinking, oh, but why? Because they, they weren't concerned before because it was out of sight, out of mind, in my opinion, I'm assuming that's what, what yeah. the, because I can't really fathom why it's taken this to engage certain people in certain industries, in certain streams um, that I work across. Like it's, it's, it's something that I would love to unpack one day. Like, why has it taken you so long? Because the only answer I have is you just didn't care. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good enough answer for many. Um, but regardless of what it is, we need to change something. And the time is now to change it. So change it. Well, I think the time is now. I mean, of course, you know, everything 
happening on the back of the George Floyd um, incident, um, you do see a lot of companies now just trying to put in changes or, or maybe they maybe they feel like if they don't do anything that, you know, they're going to be seen as, you know, some type of criminal. So I think the time mm-hmm. is happening now where there's going to be some changes that you'll see soon. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's like the other day, like, um, I think, I think I got stopped by a, I think I was driving to a friend's place and I got stopped by a, I think a white police. And I just felt like I had a little bit of black privilege because of what's happened. But, <laughs> you know, I feel like there's, there's, we're, we're now in this kind of period where blacks are going to get a little bit of attention. You know, you had the, the black, mm-hmm. pal, the black pound event, you know, last week in the UK. Mm-hmm. And then um now there's this whole black owned businesses um thing being pushed right now. So hopefully Cecilia, that you are going to see a lot more change, not just in the diversity in the workplace, but also in, in the communities and businesses. Hopefully we're going to see a lot more uh, blacks infiltrate all of those different areas. I honestly, it, we'd love to see it. And we need to see it and we want to see it. And mm. I think Black Pound Day was so beautiful. My heart was very full on that day. <laughs> um, we've been shopping. A lot of us, you know, have been shopping black. It's our go-to for many of us, especially for me. It's my go-to. It's like, is it black owned? Oh, oh, what's that? Is it is it black owned? Because there's so <laughs> much strength in our, um, in our wealth and there's so yeah. much power in our wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to see everyone rallying behind it, and with the emphasis that was put on it this week um, weekend gone was so good. It was just amazing. A lot of my friends have businesses and to see them reaping some serious rewards, it was just beautiful. And it was the joy that I needed because it's been, you know, a rough few, I don't even know if it's weeks or months. I don't know. I've stopped counting. Um, <laughs> but, and I'm not talking about COVID uh, specifically in, in terms of, um, Black Lives Matter. Mm. Um, it's been rough and painful. So to mm-hmm. see that joy over the weekend with Black Pound Day, we need to keep the same energy. I want mm. to see it all the time um, because that's going to turn heads. That's going to hurt. Sense. That's going to hurt pocket. And that's when attention really, really kicks in. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely can feel your your passion. Obviously, not just for travel. I mean, this is a great thing about UCC. You've also got a passion for the culture as well. Yes. And um, I, I know you also support, you know, some of these these businesses, some of these entrepreneurs, and these creatives mm-hmm. with, with their strategy. Um, how does that play out for you? Um, using your skill set in the travel industry, are you able to kind of translate that into, um, maybe other sectors and help people? you know, entrepreneurs and other creatives and, and other people who are, who have ventures with their strategy, with their marketing, et cetera. Does that kind of play out nicely? Yeah. I think the best thing about marketing is you can pretty much um, take it and apply it anywhere. Mm. And I'm fortunate enough and very blessed to manage um, the lifestyle verticals um, at Visit Britain, Visit England. So yeah, those are f- across film and TV, music, sport, fashion, food, um, and tech. So there's a, a variety of industries that I, I kind of move across. So I get a little bit of insight on the sports side. Okay. And I, I get a insight on the fashion side. And um, yeah. it, it really does help when we're having these kind of conversations in different arenas um, and different industries. So, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um, we will do a little bit of a plug towards the end. Um, but again, mm-hmm. I will have the show notes with all of the um, affiliations and the brands uh, Cecilia has worked with, so you guys can go check that out. Um, yeah, that's, this is this is a, this is a, I think this is an interesting uh, um, podcast I'm having so far. Um, some very interesting insights you've shared and some interesting experiences that you've had. Um, I'm just hoping, you know, not just for your sake, but for the whole community's sake, the Black community's sake, um, that things do get better, not just in the workplace, but in businesses, in communities. Yes. Um, that there is more of of a progress in that area. Let's sure. let's let's talk about um, Afro tourism, actually. Mm. Um, yeah before we start to wrap up the show afrotourism um i know you're kind of um passionate about that and at the same time i mean i have spoken recent shows about the rise of um africa being a hot spot for tourism and the whole african culture being more represented more widely represented in the west um i want to hear a little bit more about that in terms of what what you're doing in that space 
Yeah, um, Afrotourism is quite an interesting one. And um, another one that I have two sides to because I'm a bit like, I love it. Yes, everybody look to the continent, celebrate the beauty and all of um, everything that it bestows. And on the other half, I'm like, but keep it to us. <laughs> because it's ours. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely rep the first part because um, I understand the value of of, of tourism. Mm-hmm. And what it can do and how it can transform um, economies. Mm. Um, and so I really, I really do believe in, in the strength of Afro-tourism to help us to, to move in, in significantly different directions. Now, like I've been watching this area kind of grow um, and change for a while. I think like for me, and it may be different for other people, but since about 2016, 2017, um, yeah. there's been a lot of attention, a lot more attention um, and a shift in perceptions. Not a very big one, but a slight shift in perceptions of travel on the continent. And we're definitely moving from being a safari continent with Dublin, <laughs> like um, right to um, having a more diverse offering and um showcase being able to showcase a lot more product mm. um as you know there's there's so so much more to do and talking to people yeah. just you know at work or or friends and them asking for recommendations is very rare that I go outside of the continent when you're asking me where to travel to next um <laughs> And I always try to tie it into someone's interest. So um, a conversation I had with a friend, he's mad into cycling. Like, I'm surprised his legs are still, like, attached to his body. Really? He cycles a lot. So Malawi. Malawi is the best, one of the best places in Africa to go to for cycling. Really? I thought it was yes. South Africa. I mean, one I used of, to have a one of, cycling South Africa's stars. great. Mm. <laughs> South Africa's great. But one of. Mm. And Malawi, I say, because South Africa's the go-to. So you see, I, I like to mix it up as well um and kind yeah. of spread that across the continent so things have been been changing and oh, i hate to use this example but it is it is fact but um on american tv shows um i believe ellen and i know oprah had a conversation about it a few years ago as well really mm-hmm. highlighting um travel in africa um mm-hmm. some of the cliche bit um, parts yes of course the gorillas in uganda um and the wineries in South really? Africa, yes. But oh, still gosh. putting it on the, yeah. But still, that is work tut, tut. towards putting Africa in <laughs> um, in the limelight, um, especially in their circles, you know. And mm. with things like The Lion King, um, the Disney version coming out, again, small steps, although quite cliche, small steps towards reminding people that Africa really is um, on the map and tourism in Africa is welcome. Mm. Um, I'm very, very, very passionate about rewriting the narrative of African tourism, rewriting the narrative of Africa, the continent and how people perceive it in different parts of the world. Um, And I think tourism and travel really takes center stage of that for me. And I'm having a few um, very interesting conversations about supporting some countries that are ready to do such um, in that area. So one of my trips actually that was cancelled this year was a workshop with a country to, to really get them thinking about how can they encourage um, tourism? Where are they promoting? Because you mentioned earlier, for example, yeah, um, yeah. the adverts on the underground. Yeah. yeah. Why aren't we seeing adverts on the underground for, um, gosh, my mind, Rwanda. I mean, yeah, we are with yeah. Arsenal, bad example. Um, but like <laughs> Namibia, you know, like where is the marketing taking place? Who do you want? Who's your target? There's so many things that I'm just a bit confused about um, yeah, on the continent yeah. that I want yeah. to unpack so that we can help to, to change and rewrite that and support them because there's so much specific tourism that can take place that can help to change and enhance um the profile of these countries i mentioned malawi already i did but malawian festivals uganda with coffee tourism um water sports and not just the gorillas you know so um (laughs) (laughs) not just the gorillas (laughs) it's not it's It's definitely just not and um this is a trend that will go away if we make it go away like um 
Tanzania and Senegal, Mozambique, they're really emerging hotspots. Namibia is kind of one of the best places to go post um, COVID in the new world. Um, Rwanda with their exceptional office offering like proper North star goals and um, mm-hmm. some of the way that they operate. Um, so yeah, we just need to unlock that properly. Um, yeah. Yeah. But in order to unlock it, we need to operate cleverly and don't chase the West and um, in oh, every man. respect. And I'm going into you and Kojo's chat now. Um, Please do. Yeah. Chat, sorry. Yeah. But taking learnings and seeing what you can adapt um as opposed to trying to just be dramatic and put everything, you know, understanding the wealth of the community at the grassroots and what that can do for you and how that is your proposition without trying to change it to suit Mm. the climate. There's just, man. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you've, you've, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Like you said earlier on in the show, in terms of Africa as a whole, putting it on the map. I mean, yeah. You know, Ellen and the likes of Oprah talking about, you know, gorillas and Lion King and these safaris <laughs> type stuff is a start, mm. but it's not where we need to be. No. Um, again, on the flip side, um, t- more campaigns need to be done for those countries that are not really getting the attention that they deserve. Like you said, the the Malawis, the, you know, the Ugandas, etc., that aren't really maybe marketing their countries as well as, you know, other, other places are maybe like, or cities rather you know like, like like i mentioned visit las vegas you know and, yeah. and and other ones like visit bali and all of these places but at the same mm-hmm. time i feel like maybe these countries they need more people they need more cc's mm-hmm. in their countries to, to do mm-hmm. these they need more visit britons they need more visit england establishments operations out there and maybe they don't have that and maybe they don't even have the budget or maybe the government doesn't want to even use that budget or maybe mm-hmm. they just don't have the um the mindset or the mm-hmm. um you know the um the thought to be able to idea yeah. is to, be to carry out all of this stuff so um i think i think someone also needs to be having conversations with those people to make these be things preaching. happen yeah no 100 percent. and yeah. like i hate i mean i'm gonna blow my own trumpet now but on, i work on. on non-commercial partnerships i know how to make things happen with limited budgets mm-hmm. as well as big budgets so mm-hmm. they just need to let <laughs> you know those that are passionate support because no one's trying to come in and railroad i hate that whole savior complex like i'm not for it um that a lot of people have like oh i've got a degree so i must go to africa and change the no 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 listen support (laughs) where you can offer your services to support you have the expertise share that with you know and the right channels to change that because all we want put your heart into it what do you want you know we want change we want the best we don't we want the best but the best doesn't have to be the white way it has to be the right way, not the white way, all the time. You know. I like that. The best isn't always the West. You know, Mm-mm, pretty like. Come on. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, wow, this is quite a conversation we're having so far. <laughs> I hope you guys are staying in, in tuned in. You're staying engaged. Um, now, I just, just want to, Cece, I quickly want to take it back to talking about um breaking these stereotypes so for example i mean what's your thoughts on so were you in were you in accra ghana around the the, the year return period i was yes okay, i was cool. and when these celebrities you know were around in ghana and accra and they were just they, they, they were just chilling in accra yeah you know? they were doing as much as i was eating chilling yeah. yeah yeah some of them went on like the the typical kind of um you know tourist attractions you know elmina castle and Kakum hey, yeah. park and all that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. a lot of them just stayed in accra and just went to the clubs and stuff like mm-hmm. what was your thoughts on that man i mean again i think it's the whole it's the same thing that america you know the west they just need to kind of you know do more than just coming to do the typical stuff yes now let me just tell you straight off the bat there's absolutely no way that whether they're paid or not um Britain, for example, would have celebrities or talent or influencers or influential people just doing that. <laughs> you will do pro- you will do product knowledge. You will gain. You will get experiences and exposure, and that will help contribute to, um, you know, tourism receipts in the future. And it will be used as part of a campaign in the future because you build mm. on what you have. So very surprised mm. I was to see um, celebrities just. Uh, you know, not doing 
that much. Um, and I'm talking about the ones that were commissioned or working with um, within the industry or, you know, supporting initiatives. Um, I know a few of them were hosting events, for example. That's great. Mm. What was the outcome of that event? What was the, you know... <laughs> it's, a, it's a challenging one because on one yes, hand... yeah. Some of them just came for a holiday. So have a holiday, do what you want. That's not my business, what you do. True, um, yeah. It's the ones that I'm focusing on are the ones that had an affiliation with the year of return and were kind of responsible to a degree in promoting the cultural side um, uh, of of tourism and travel or a, another side of the economy, startups, entrepreneurship, mm. whatever it was that they were responsible for or the sphere of influence that they were working in. Um, I wish I would have seen more, to be honest. I wish I would have seen more. Um, but also mm. I wish I would have seen more of exactly that, like the cultural side of, of it. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed myself. It was really, really fantastic. Um, but I, I'm someone that goes to Ghana, you know, quite regularly. And um, I wasn't looking to connect with my roots. And that was, you know, the year of return kind of, you know, the premise of it was, you know, to reconnect, to celebrate, mm-hmm. to, to appreciate. And I met a lot of Americans who were like mm-hmm. out here trying to do that DNA thing, but there was yeah. no um, <laughs> kind of um, resource for them to do that. Even sometimes finding tours were quite difficult for them. Yeah. Um, just because of the way that they want to tour. Um, so just getting ourselves ready is very important. And using celebrities to do that can be very powerful if you do it correctly. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just the way you go around it. Yeah, absolutely. There's ways to do it properly um, and to make them effective and to, to help them push whatever narrative it is that you want to to push again i'm not talking about the holidayers live your life yeah. do your thing yeah. <laughs> i'm talking about those that specifically you know um loosely ambassadors or supporting in some respect um yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah i just want tourism to go beyond accra i mean that's just that's just my main concern i mean it, oh it will it will yeah yeah it needs to it man it needs to it, yeah, yeah. yeah Absolutely. Yeah. Again, thanks for sharing your, your views on that. Um, as we bring this to a close, um, quickly, how did you pick up Korean? That's crazy. Oh, so my Korean, just for the record, is not great. It's not as good as I want it to be. Okay. Um, in the same way that Portuguese was put onto my radar, I lived with two of my really, really good friends at uni. One of them was from South Korea and the other one was from Brazil. And mm. in the house, it was... Oh, and uh, another one was from... Belgium. So French, Portuguese, and South Korean. And none of them spoke English as a first language. So okay. they throw phrases out. Like, and I'm just like, yo, what? <laughs> um, and it just happened. And because I'm, I pick up languages quite quickly. Yeah. Um, like I'm a sponge when it comes to languages. So I could be around uh, someone for a few hours and already have picked up a few phrases. And that's just quite natural and then yeah we just kept kept in touch kept talking then I started reading I got a few books um and then went out there as well um to South Korea and yeah it's all right it got me through a conversation <laughs> with a brand the other day so it's not, not bad, bad. <laughs> hey you're definitely using, using all these different languages to your advantage so it's it's really good to know and um what was I going to say to you um in terms of, yeah, would you would you recommend any like kind of apps like for learning languages, or do you not? Or do you think the best way is just literally just get your hands get stuck in in one of those countries and learning from the from the ground? I've never used an app, you know. Really, <laughs> um, like no, used... and all these different tra- language no. apps. Okay. No, and that's not because I don't want to. It's because I don't have space on my phone to download another app. Okay, <laughs> okay. That's, that's least expected, but that's fine. So I just it's the cloud. It's the cloud. Um, <laughs> so many pictures. Um, yeah. I've not yeah. used one. I would definitely recommend um, habits. Habits is is something that I, I picked up and I created for myself to help me to. Um, to force me into learning the languages. So put your phone in a different language. My phone's in Spanish constantly. Like wow. it always is in Spanish. For That's example, um, watch 
telenovelas if you're trying to learn Spanish or um, Korean TV shows. They're so good. Um, watch them. <laughs> watch the same episode with subtitles and without it. You know, um, start forcing yourself into these habits of like learning. I read magazines in different languages. I buy two books. So, That's a good um, by uh, was it becoming Michelle Obama? Oh, no. I didn't. <laughs> In a different um, language, really? Yeah, one of them. I can't remember what book it was now. Okay, um, okay. Buy it in two, Americana, buy it in two languages. Okay. Because you read it in English, so you know what it's about. So when you're reading it in, a, in the foreign language you're learning, you're, uh... you're putting it into your head. Um, and these are, this is the lazy way to learn because, uh, of course, you go to school, you could get textbooks and do a course and whatever, but that's how it worked for me, to be honest. So it's each that's... their own, but. Mm. habits that's a unique one that's mm. it's bringing oh. me in a nutshell <laughs> <laughs> thank you okay um so now before i let you go cecilia uh just a couple of things um so this is my customary question to all my guests so um so what to you is is the sound of a cross so um if someone mentioned mm. a cross to you what what kind of thoughts feelings emotions vibes come to mind Wow. Um I should have thought about this actually. Um, no, always put someone in the spot is the whole is the whole point. I like to put people in the spot with this one because it's the first thing this, that comes to mind. This might sound really strange, but I love hearing the street hawkers, like the street sellers um, yeah. you know, shouting what the, pure water, plantain, like <laughs> oh, fruit, whatever it is that they're yeah. selling, just to hear them. Yeah. I'm at home. Like I'm at home, it just feels so beautiful. Um, mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a beautiful struggle. It? I mean, I, def- I mean, I, I did. I wrote a blog about about street hawkers a few years ago that went viral, and um, it is a beautiful. And I think one thing I wrote, um, CC, is that it's a beautiful struggle. I mean, yeah. that's one thing that's definitely char- characteristic of the country. But at the same yeah. time, like you have to respect the hustle and what they have to go through just to kind of keep a roof over their head. It's, it's not of easy. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I want to read that. Please send it to me. I'd love to read that because you're so right. As much as it's, it's nice for me, yeah, you know, easy to say that in my privileged position in comparison. Yeah, it's it's real life. It's mm. real life for them. Um, mm. whatever circumstance they're, they're coming from, but that is a sound that that just makes me feel very at peace at home. Mm. Like I'm, yeah, it's a very weird one. I understand what you mean. It's not a weird one. I think it's spot on. It is the sound of a cra. I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even talking about this podcast, but it is the sound of a cra. You know, street mm. hawkers. You know, those are one of the things that represent it. You know, it yeah. just when you hear that, you just think, okay, I'm back in Ghana, or you know, what I mean, I mean, you, you don't really it's get so it nice. in. Like, I mean, I've been to other. I mean, I've been to other West African countries, but you don't really get that like like you do in Ghana. You know what I mean? You don't really get that exactly you don't like mm. you, you just don't <laughs> you just don't oh, yeah. it's just Ghana it, it's something that Ghana offers but yeah okay so Cece how can uh, people stay in touch with you and and um is there any announcements or final thoughts that you want to put out to to the um to the audience um so guys um I hope you enjoyed our chat I did I really enjoyed myself thank you for having me um anytime <laughs> um I'm on socials um I am ce underscore snaps on Instagram that's my travel one mm-hmm. and then Cecilia Ajay on the LinkedIn's mm-hmm. um and just get in touch yeah if any black owned businesses over in the next few months want to get in touch and doing some pro bono work on um, providing marketing and strategy um, support and workshops and stuff like that. So just get in touch ASAP and yeah, obviously keep supporting this podcast, keep supporting the sound of a cra um, and yeah, send in so much love um, be kind and please build <laughs> legacy and yeah, show love. And sanitize guys, please. And yeah. sanitize. <laughs> Travel safely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cecilia, you've been absolutely incredible. I've really enjoyed having you on here. You definitely brought a different whole to- totally different dynamic to the to the show. So thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Thank- You're welcome. Guys, I'll have everything in the show notes. So you can visit the soundofacrowd.com for that. And um that'll be up by the time you're listening to this. So take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Ciao. 
Hello listeners, if you made it this far, I would like to say thank you for taking time out to listen to this episode, episode 14 with Cece, and you heard her talk on about Afro-tourism, diversity, travel, um, there was a lot of information to take away from that, uh, don't worry, we've done all the hard work for you, you can go to thesoundofacrab.com forward slash Cece and get the show notes for this episode, that's where you can learn a little bit more about Cece, uh, get to know how you can connect with her online and also get the key references from the show um, if you want to connect with us you can go on to the sound of a crowd.com you can also connect with us on instagram and linkedin at the sound of a crowd if you want to get in touch with us please drop us a message info at the sound of a crowd and we'll see what we can do we're going to stay in this theme of africa so please make sure to tune in to the episode which is coming out next okay other than that god bless take care stay safe and see you next time take care